Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We can't talk about the call of God on our lives without talking about the calling of the first disciples. And you're taking us to Matthew 4.19. Now, for some of these people, it came as a huge surprise when Jesus called them. Most certainly. Here were four fishermen, who probably whose vision was that for the rest of their lives they would be fishermen. And then Jesus comes along and upsets all that. And he says in Matthew 4, verse 19, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Now, in talking about the call of God, we have seen so far that it, this is God taking the initiative. We are responding to the initiative of God. We are responding to his call. We've seen that to many people, they receive that call or respond to that call in times of desperation, traumatic times, times of great need in their lives. So we were looking yesterday at that scripture, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. But of course, that isn't true for everybody. These fishermen were not in any particular kind of need when they were called, uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John, uh, they became, of course, four of the twelve disciples. Jesus says, come, follow me. Now, what we have to understand is that this is not just a call to those first four disciples. It's a call to every Christian. The commission that Jesus gave the church before he returned to heaven was go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. We're not called to make Christians, we're called to make disciples. We're not called to uh, give people a ticket to heaven. We're called to make those who will live as disciples here on earth, and then they can enjoy their heavenly inheritance. So uh, every, every Christian is called to be a disciple of Jesus. Now, we need to understand something of what that means. It, it's a big subject. Uh, just to tackle in, in one short talk. But part of what it involves is to follow Jesus. Um, he doesn't call us, God doesn't call us to be church members. We may be members of churches, but that's not his call. He doesn't call us to be Anglicans, Baptists, Methodists, Pentecostals, um, Charismatics, non-denominational even. He calls us to follow Jesus. To be a disciple in the time of Jesus to, meant whether you were a disciple of Jesus, a disciple of John the Baptist, a disciple of one of the Pharisees or teachers of the law. A disciple was someone who really looked to his master as a mentor. He would spend as much time with, with his teacher, with his master, with the rabbi as possible. He would sit at his feet and learn. He would eat with him if he had the opportunity. He would follow him wherever he went. He would watch his actions as well as listen to his words. That's what it meant to be a disciple. So the commission to the church is go and make people like that. Go and pe make people who for the whole of their lives will hang out with Jesus. 
They will sit at his feet and listen. They will go wherever he leads them. Uh, they will be where he wants them to be. They will do what he wants them to do. It is a call to leave a worldly lifestyle and to adopt the lifestyle of God's kingdom. It's a call to leave a life where you are living essentially for yourself or even just for your family and for Jesus to be the Lord, for Jesus to be supreme, for Jesus to be first, to be number one in your life, and therefore in your family and in your lifestyle. What level of commitment are we looking at here? We are looking at a total level of commitment, no matter what the nature of the Christian. So you see, for these first disciples, they had to leave their livelihood and follow Jesus. Now, that's not what God calls everybody to, but their livelihood, what they do for a job, becomes secondary to their call to follow Jesus. Uh, in other words, they don't try to accommodate following Jesus into their lifestyle, into their business life, or anything like that. Uh, obviously, the principles of Jesus, of, of God's Word, has to be outworked in their business life, in their home life, in their relationships with other people. But everything is secondary to Jesus. If Jesus Christ is Lord, everything is secondary to him. So people that say, I don't have time to pray, for example, have got their priorities completely wrong. Um, I, the, the ones I always feel compassionate for in that respect is, is mothers with young children because it is that much more difficult to find time when you've got two or three little ones under five running around all the time. But nevertheless, if you've got a sensible husband, sensitive husband, sensible <laughs> husband, <laughs> uh, he will ensure that you have time to pray. Uh, you see, because we've got to establish the right priorities for the benefit of the family. If you have the right priorities in your business, your business will prosper. If Jesus is Lord in your life, your business will prosper. So for some people, this could mean a major rearrangement of their lives. Inevitably, if if there isn't, I mean, this is the evidence of being born again, that there is a major shift in people's lives in, and in the practical outworking of their commitment to the Lord. So uh, here, for these particular men, Jesus says, come follow me. And now, one of the things that I've been making clear this week is God always has purpose when he calls us. When he called you to be a Christian, he had a plan and purpose for the rest of your life. He has things for you to do, people um, whose lives you are to impact with the truth, with his presence, with his love, with his power, with his mercy, with his grace. Uh, people that God wants to reach through you in some way or another, through your love, through your service, th through your witness. Um, not just people that necessarily you will lead to the Lord, but people that you will influence so that they can come to the Lord. I will make you fishers of men, not fishers of fish, but fishers of men. And there is a sense in which we all share that call, that God reaches others through those who know him. He reaches them with his love, he reaches them with his power, with his mercy, with his grace, with his goodness, with his kindness. Because if he lives within us, then he must express his life through us. How can we claim that Christ is in us the hope of glory if in some way the life of Christ is not manifested through our lives? 
And of course, the more that Christ is manifested in us, the more others around us will benefit. So if the parents have got their priorities right and Jesus Christ is number one in their life and in their marriage, their children will bless, be blessed. Their children will prosper. Their children actually will come to know the Lord and love the Lord and serve the Lord. If they're just religious and try to make their children go to church, the likelihood is those children will rebel in their teenage years against the Lord. But if they are people of real faith and uh, they will find that their children will come to a personal relationship with God at a very early age. Um, you know, one of ours came to the Lord at five, the other another at three. Um, I say, how did I know they'd come to the Lord? Well, they worshiped God in tongues. They sang in the spirit. They prophesied even at that, that long, young age. So, you know, you, you, and you can't force, you don't want to force Jesus on, on them. Um, you know, we never did that with our children. It was out of their own personal response to the Lord, even at that age. So God can call little children. I mean, he said, unless you become as little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, you know, if you know the Lord and if you honor the Lord in your life and he is your number one, your children are going to be blessed and their children are going to be blessed. Uh, we have three children, eight grandchildren. They all love the Lord. All of them love the Lord, every single one. And you can see already in the grandchildren, the hand of God is upon them. The call of God is on the lives of many of them. That's, I believe, of all of them. But it's already obvious on the older ones. And they know already how God is wanting to use them. You see, God is communicated more through relationship than just through words. And if we have a living relationship with God, then we're going to be able to make him known to others. We will have an impact upon other people. But the key to this, Julia, is to respond to this word of Jesus, come follow me. So a true Christian is not someone who reads the parts of the Bible he likes and neglects the rest. He's not someone who says, well, never mind what the Bible says, what I believe is. That person doesn't know the Lord, doesn't love the Lord, and doesn't, isn't actually able to serve the Lord in the way that the Lord wants. Uh, why do I say that so emphatically? Because if you know the Lord and love the Lord, you love what he says. You can't, you can't know and trust and believe in God if you don't believe in what he has revealed through his Son. So, you know, in these days, we have a lot of people who want to make up their own church rules and their own doctrine. They want to, they want to try to foist upon God a whole different standard and way of life than that which he has laid down in his word. And it is not, you see, that we live his word legalistically, but he has put his spirit in us to enable us to follow Jesus, to do the same things as Jesus did, just as Jesus promised, to speak as Jesus spoke, and to be able to reflect his life and his love to others. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 